This podcast is only possible because of your support. Please consider donating, if you can, using the links in the description box. I'm Elia Hubbard for the Beirut Banyan. This week was the first time I used public transport in 13 weeks. In the meantime, seasons changed and so have I. This confinement experience, the fluidity of times sometimes turning stubbornly viscous, a mess of chargers, screens and many notifications later, coupled with the existential dread of other people's germs, has changed many of us forever. When I try to describe this change, the words of Esther Perel seem the most eloquent. This New York-based psychotherapist, who usually focuses on relationships and sexuality, likened this global disaster to an accelerator. As such, you'd expect relationships that were not ready for such challenges to crumble, while those that were would be stronger, just more quickly than normal. And just like it rarely is useful to refer to the sulta outside of its components, relationship health will depend on how both people fare. This accelerator, incubator, whatever you want to call it, has definitely warped many of my relationships. I feel closer to many people than I had ever been while drifting away from others. As I try to understand how these relationships might progress after confinement is over, their common thread was a bit surprising. It seems the people I reached out to the most during this period were the ones with whom I shared a common outrage. Whether that was political, journalistic, or even musical. Apparently, we needed to rage about things in common to COVID-proof our connection. This naturally helped me circle back to friends I connected with Mithoda. It also helped me rationalize why it takes groups this long to form a common plan. This is a no-brainer, but it's very similar to how you move from facepalming over the same Twitter users to watching Netflix together. However, at the end of a movie experience, if I hadn't picked a good picture, we would have just wasted two hours. Could be forgiven. It's a whole different ball game if you end up creating a freakish political agenda. I saw many of those, even before I left Beirut. People claiming to want a secular state while also championing bigoted privileges their group had inherited decades ago. Many other groups haven't been able to coalesce support, not only because of internal disputes, but also because they were never serious about utilizing their assets on the ground. Fortunately, you will never hear about any of those groups. They won't waste your time, but they might waste resources and hamper any real progress. Surely they won't affect legislation, but they might appeal to more cautious activists back in Beirut. I use this term because these groups are typically slow to react, using caution as an excuse, while most of them just don't want to lead. And that's a symptom of many things I don't miss about our political scene. You're either the frontman or the chorus. We have few think tanks or politically minded independent thinkers behind the scenes of newly forming groups. Welcome to Sterility on Repeat. For this reason, even though I can't be physically in Beirut, I'm raising the bar of what is a politically acceptable alternative in my book. Any group that hasn't formulated a plan on how to get out of this stalemate after a solid four months hiatus is just not serious. If bewildered ninth graders can finish schoolwork on a tablet, adults should have figured out what their proposal is by now. 
This comes as a result of what happened in the first week of June, but also as the aftermath of immense misery building up in houses whose tenants won't be able to afford them by Thora's first anniversary. I'm hoping this resolution will be shared by others, whether with political candidates or people you've gotten close to. Maybe it's time to put some distance between you and those who put themselves forward and have only wasted your time since. Startup accelerators have a notoriously high failure rate, but you're surely better off knowing early on what you're getting into. I still remember this one talk I attended late last year. Many had gathered to listen to one of those who proposed themselves as an alternative. It was a rainy night and I had nowhere better to be. I had already known he'd gone back on some of his promises, but wanted to see how he'd react to Q&A. People make mistakes, and even when they don't, they might have a good reason for changing their minds. So, in that spirit, I was able to sit down with him, one-on-one, to probe his logic on big questions I feel strongly about. Nationwide issues. I still remember hearing the words strategy and the need to be practical floating around as he was explaining why he couldn't run on the same platform he had originally promised. That night, very few people left the room for a smoke break, which is uncharacteristic for a Beiruti political meeting. It was pouring and we had to incubate, but that weather made it clear what our options were. At least mine were down by one, until I could trust he was being serious again. I'm recording this episode indoors, but I miss recording on the streets. I'll try my best to do it for the next one. I think I've done enough accelerating for now and have a clear idea of what to expect from the world outside. Do you feel you've done the same? Let's keep talking. Elia Hubbard, signing off for the Beirut Banyan.